0: Hello. welcome to The Citadel of Mommy Imperfect. This is the weekly podcast where um, I celebrate women and explore what it means to be a woman. And in case you don't know already, I'm Mommy Imperfect, aka Arena. And joining me today are my friends Romy and Kirat. Yes, it is another power panel episode. Um, so, that means that it's that time of the month where the three of us take a look at female focused news stories and entertainment stories and trends from the last few weeks and we're live on YouTube at the moment as well as this being recorded as an audio uh, podcast episode so if you are watching if you do tune in at any point then feel free to drop us a comment and we can uh, interact with you if not drop us a comment anyway um, wherever you're kind of consuming this podcast because we always do love to hear from you. So here is what we're going to be talking about over the next hour, covering up on a public transport. Why is it that some women are choosing to wear subway shirts over their cute outfits on their commute? We're going to be talking about whether cheating is a relationship deal breaker. You might think, oh, duh, obviously, but is it sometimes better to turn a blind eye to infidelity? And we're going to be talking about, with the rise of non-Asian celebrities, wearing saris at high profile events is it time that we ask ourselves why we think twice about wearing clothes from our heritage at maybe you know non-asian events or asian events should we think more sorry not sorry just had to get that in hi girls <laughs> 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 corny yeah i know you know what um i'm not even sorry Uh Um, so uh, let's get straight into it then right as the weather is getting warmer there's been uh, a few videos on TikTok um, quite a lot basically trending uh, women filming themselves wearing oversized shirts on public transport and they call it their subway shirt it's basically like you know this uh, like a baggy t-shirt or baggy shirt over like a cute or sometimes revealing outfit so that they can be more covered up on their commute and the reason they're doing this is to avoid men staring at them in a creepy way and then when they get to their destination they take off the baggy oversized shirt to reveal the sexy outfit underneath so like how do you feel about the fact that women are doing this in this day and age
1: um I think like with me, I generally wear what I want, but anything that might feel sexual, that it might be, so I I like, you know, I wear vests, I'll wear whatever, I'll wear shorts, as what I've said before on this podcast, but um I don't have any issues doing that. But as long as it's not with the view to being like, you know, sexy or anything like that. But say I'm going somewhere, I've, I've been in the situation where like I'm going on the tube somewhere and I've got a very specific one time that, you know, rings like, because I don't wear short dresses very often and I remember one of the first times on one of the nights out it was someone's birthday and it was a kind of a nice event and I wore like a it was like a you know strapless dress but it was shorter than I'd usually wear and usually when these crowds see me they usually see me in jeans and vest which is my standard and I remember going out and it was like legs legs oh my god she's got her legs out oh my god she's got her legs out that I don't mind amongst friends but for me getting on the tube in that outfit was like a no-no and I remember phoning the person that I was going with going "Do you have a spare like because it was summer it was like warm so I should have been able to go out like that yeah but I was going I need I need just something to wear over this that that's appropriate for me to wear like you know that I can take off like a little like like mac or some, something just for that journey so that was I mean that was an issue for me but had I been wearing a strapless, like casual something, with some shorts or some jeans, I probably wouldn't have had an eyelid. Um, yeah, but it's when you're making it, For me, it's when I'm making an effort, and it's supposed to look sensual. Am I supposed to look you when you want to feel sexy? But you know, if you're doing it for yourself, but you don't want other people to sexualize you
0: necessarily. Um, so you do change the way that you dress then to feel more comfortable.
1: Yeah, and I think there's also, um, like, hereditary-wise in our sort of culture, like, you know, that thing about being um, modest in certain places. So you can be l- less modest with people you're comfortable with, but more modest with people you're uncomfortable with. But for me, it's just like, yeah, I just... I'm There's bits of me that I'm uncomfortable with. Having my legs out in a short dress, shorts is different, but in a short dress, in public is like you know when it's supposed to look nice and pretty is something i find difficult to do and i don't know if you remember at uni i didn't wear strapless until i didn't wear straps until my second year i'd wear sleeveless all the time but i only got more thick straps first in the second year of uni and then slowly started wearing the spaghetti straps (laughs) you know
0: it was like the whole it just wasn't comfortable for Mm. me uh what about you have you do you change the way that you dress to feel more comfortable in terms of like, you don't want people looking at you in a creepy way, basically. Oh no, Romy, I can't hear you. No, I can't hear you. We can't hear you. Okay. I think Romy has to uh, plug <laughs> oh. her mic in or something like that. Can you, uh, I think we're going to be able to hear her in a minute. Um, do you know what? I, I feel like um, it is, it's quite sad that women have to do this, and yeah, it's, like it's obviously not the first time that women have shared how they, uh, what they do to feel safe from men, basically. Now I'm not here to be to bash men, right? But it is basically they're not doing it to cover up from other women, are they? They're doing it to Jimmy, co- as in like these women, the, the the young women who are like you know I wear uh, a shirt on to put over my little boob tube or whatever when I get onto public transport so that men don't look at me in a creepy way. They're doing it, that's why they're doing it, so men don't look at them in a creepy way, which is extremely yeah. sad.
1: I but- hear what you're saying, but I don't do it for that. It's I think for me, it's my own discomfort, and it's not necessarily from men as well, I think it's from women too. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Definitely.
1: I think I've been hit on by a woman, like, I was like, like constantly you want so i am conscious of that and you know and, and that when a woman wouldn't take no for an answer really? and i found that very uncomfortable that's uncomfortable as well yeah that i found that more uncomfortable because with a man you say no and people around you understand when you're saying no to a woman like that it's quite awkward um but it's not and it's not just that there's a lot of judgment depending on where you're like like i i go out in hounds like I live in like you no know, West London, Hounslow. And then you've got Southall, where I go to shop sometimes. I can't go to Southall in a vest and shorts. I mean, I have done it.
0: Did you regret for it? For my sins.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, yeah. Every single time you regret it. I go to the radio station and come back. And if it's summer, I'll go in my shorts and vest. But leaving the radio station, I remember once I was like, I had to fill my radiator. I had an issue with my car. and I had to fill my radiator with water. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I thought I had to open the car bonnet and I'm wearing shorts and a vest. And I was like, you great. Said, yeah. You know, it's like, it's the last thing you need. But you're just like kind of blind eye and just carry on. But a lot of it, I think sometimes the best thing to do
0: is just not look up to see who's looking yeah. at you. <laughs> yeah, because then you don't know what <laughs> eyes are on you. And sometimes yeah. you can feel it though. Can you, Romy, can you say something? No, I can't. No. Hear, I still can't hear you. Maybe you're going to have to, uh, I don't understand why that is. Why don't you just take your count? headphones off? Take your headphones yeah. off, take them out and then make sure your mic is on. Is your mic on? You're not muted from here. Sorry, everybody. Uh, I can't hear, you know, maybe come audio. out and then come back on. Check your computer audio and make sure that your mic is on. I'm so sorry, but I, Romy was talking and I think she has got something to say. Uh, <laughs> something to say definitely. She definitely has something to say. <laughs> so she's going to come back so that uh, we can hear what she has to say. Um, do you know what I will? I will just say, though, that like. This whole thing of like, you know, women have to dress a certain way um, so that they don't, so men don't look at them. You know, as you said, even women can look at you in that in that way when you don't want them to. Um, part so, of, you know, I think there's a flip side. Some women enjoy
1: it. Some women enjoy being looked at like that. They'll go out there, wear the, those clothes for the attention yeah, and enjoy yes. it. And there's the other, uh, coins only have two sides, so I was going to say there's the other flip side, which is,
0: women gawking at men okay th- right i think that there's a very th- the serious issue that we have to um we cannot ignore and i'm just going to check it me rummy say something hi. oh well, hi, hello nice to hear your voice <laughs> um right, right i'm we I, I really want to hear what you had to say but i was just in the m- mid sentence that the serious issue that we can't ignore is the fact that women it's still there are still safety issues just, of things like women walking home at night issues. and all these very serious issues. And we've discussed it before on here. Walking home, you know, uh, getting home alive uh, yeah, is, is, is an issue. I'm not from that. You know? I'm just saying, but men these days have that same issue.
1: Like, no, men, okay. men, gay men have that issue. There's lots, of, there's lots of things around it. But I know we've been like, I know we have been in positions where we've put men in uncomfortable positions where they don't want to come out or they want to be seen or they don't want to walk around us because we think they're whatever a group of girls yeah men sometimes feel the same too and you I know it's not a safety issue there but what I'm saying is what how it makes somebody feel it, it is how you make someone feel yeah isn't it? yeah it's our yeah. actions making somebody feel something which sometimes isn't nice
0: it's true Romy, what were you gonna say
2: Oh, my God. So I, I was just in right at the beginning, just saying that I've never had to do that myself, um, mainly because I live in jeans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's um, sick. fine, uh, isn't it?
2: Really, yeah. And um, but no, I think I mean, on holiday, I don't think I've ever had to do that where I probably would wear, you know, shorter dresses, skirts and skimpy tops or whatever. Um, but I think it's sad, isn't it, that, that she... Well, anyone should do what they feel comfortable with, right? We all wear trainers on the tube instead of high heels, right? It's down to comfort. But if it's because you know they feel like they're going to get the wrong t- type of attention and they've had mm. experience of this, then fine, comfort comes above everything else. It's a shame that women have to do that, and it's the women's behaviour, or you know, it's the person, it's that person's. I'm not just saying this only happens to women; just echoing your point there. Good, you know, it happens to a lot of people. Um, it's a shame that they have to change their behavior rather than, you know, the sort of the people who are staring 100%. at the perpetrators. And, but, but that's going to, well, hopefully that will change, but it was changed slowly. I don't know. Yeah, because um, it's
0: 2023 and it's like, yeah, you, know, so you
2: think it should have changed by now, right? Yeah. I think so. But I think, you know, I mean, I saw that TikTok video. And I just looked at the comments, and, um, and and I just found just overwhelmingly a lot of the comments just saying, "Well, don't dress like that, then. If you don't, you know what I mean? Like, which is so not the thing to say, right? Well, if you don't want, the, you know, are you? It's a bit like um, Emily Atak's show, right? Asking yeah. for it, asking for asking it, which for is, it. which is like, you know, okay. So I'm the one in the wrong here, um, instead of you changing your thinking and all this kind of just overwhelmingly just people are like why are you dressed like that then if you don't want the attention and what about the attention that you're going to get when you're there wherever she's revealing her right it's a public place it could still be a public place so those people who will might be leering at you on the subway are going are everywhere right they're going to be in that cafe they're going to be in that nightclub. they're going to be they're going to be everywhere but uh, but um yeah I just found it really interesting found it really nice
1: it's like wearing clothes appropriate for where you are. And that's sometimes sometimes for me it's just the journey, right? You go to you're going to your desk like you're saying, you go to a destination. It's all right for you to wear that in a club, but it might not be okay for the tube or the bus. It's it's yeah. that kind of thing. And I think some now, you know, when you said that, the first thing I think about now, like Uber is more readily available available. If I feel uncomfortable and I don't want to take a coat, I'll jump in an Uber.
0: Some people even have Uber outfits, like they will even put that on. I know some people in, have in, that, in, but in I Uber. feel more
1: comfortable doing that yeah. than than jumping on the tube if if I'm feeling that way.
0: Yeah, and and it's and it depends like where you are as well. Like you said, you wouldn't walk down, you know, South or Broadway in a vest and shorts. I wouldn't do that either. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would I would never get on a Delhi metro wearing showing anything other than my arms and my ankles. I would not I wouldn't do that right Mm. I know because people stare at you when you are fully clothed right and so I I would never do that and most people like even you know in Delhi the people that will go out um and wear like hot pants and things like that they'll be driven around by their drivers so they're not getting on the metros either do you know what I mean in that way I think it's actually a very good idea to Mm. have subway shirts or these huge you know like a, a, a overcoat type thing to actually cover yourself up on the tube I think it's a good idea and you know I was actually talking about it um like ov- obviously people who know will know that I have three daughters and I was talking about it to my 14 year old this morning about this thing and then she's like oh it's really horrible isn't it that um that girls have to do that that we have to cover up because people are going to look at us like this and I was like yes it is um but then like you can you can think of it in a, in a way where it's like well you know what We're just going to wear what we want and you have to adjust your behaviour. Why are we adjusting our behaviour? We will wear what I want. It's our our bodies, it's our choice. Adjust your behaviour. But do you know what? I can't take the risk with myself even and I'm not taking the risk with my kids because my girls won't be the the guinea pigs out there going, they're going to wear what they want. You need to stop looking at them. It's your problem. No, no, no. You need to but my kids ain't going to be the guinea pigs uh, to put them yeah. out there to see who's looking and who's not. Who's going to look then and We who's have not. Yeah, subway shirts, mate. That's I what they're going to do.
2: There'd have to be a bit more of a societal shift and change for us to sort of do that, right? Yeah. Be, but we'll I think, be yeah. That. At the moment, I, I agree with you, Rena. I would, I'm would. i there. Yes, I, I totally agree that it's, you know, it's not about what you know, I'm wearing, yeah. it's about your behaviour, but I'm not going to take the chance.
1: You have to still look after ourselves, right? That's so it. it's that whole thing. I mean, I had that thing once where, um, and we were talking about this just a couple of weeks ago because we were remembering it because it, um, at the time it was hilarious, but it was totally humiliating for me. Where I, it was a fancy dress event and I borrowed and I was working in somebody's, and I thought, I'm not going to go, I just wear something nice. I haven't got anything. And it was like, oh, it's fa-. Somebody said, oh, I've got something for you. And it was an old somebody much older than me. And, um, and she said, I'll just bring it here, bring some this jewellery to match it and you can go as Princess Jasmine. You've got the hair, you've probably got some blue jewellery. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, I got given something and I was driving a million miles away to this fancy dress event, drove up, staying in a hotel. And um, I put it on and it was non-existent. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I, I'd gone in joggers. I'd driven up comfortably in joggers and a vest. I couldn't even okay. wait. She's just wearing a bra and like so like a bra and a so pajama like, basically. Yeah, but I thought this woman being an older woman who just worn this outfit like at near Christmas or something, and this was like March, you You're know, right. she was gonna this lend is me. hilarious. I thought i I thought I'd be okay. And I mean I've never I think I've got I've had it up as a profile picture on Facebook, but just this much of me. <laughs> um, wearing a parts of other people's costumes that I nabbed on the night But I've never posted the whole oh. picture up But I was like, I don't have anything Like I can't, I, I've brought joggers up I can't even wear joggers to this place <laughs> So I literally was there for, And and I remember having to phone with my friends and said, I'm not even taking a cab And yeah. I had to like, and, and I remember he came Came to my hotel door escorted me through the hotel where there was a wedding reception going on downstairs and he thought it was funny he kept saying she looks good doesn't she she looks good doesn't she as he walked through the hotel I was just like this and I went straight into the event and I went into the back room because obviously I I was working at the event as well so I was working at the event as well so it wasn't like I could hide in a corner and had a massive glass of wine because I was just like before I went out and said hello to it, because I was just like what the hell I I was like all day I was like all evening I yeah. was just like what do I do um but that was even in a crowd of people that I knew and by the end of the night I was just like you know there's Stick like shit." shit was left half <laughs> they've not finished I was just sitting there just like what the hell you know it's just like yeah. but, but no, yeah that i couldn't i couldn't i didn't even feel comfortable taking a cab or anything and i was very conscious to the point where i had to make myself oblivious to the like feel you know like you you had to put yourself in a position Mm. where like you're not paying attention Mm. to anybody around you and that was probably one of the most
0: uncomfortable nights of my life that i've ever had i could see i mean it's funny but i could see how it would be
1: it was it was really awkward for me and but then you know the few people who knew that i was feeling like that because know that i would never ever turn up wearing something like that ever in my life yeah (laughs) that i was like um you know they looked after me they
0: kind of you know watched out for me on the night like you know you know something like part of this whole thing is it's good women are looking after out for each other in terms of like you know, uh, like, like, well, men and yeah. women and at your event, right? People were looking after you. Okay, she's feeling uncomfortable. Fine. And even with sharing things on social media about staying safe, that is the kind of way of we're looking out for each other. This is what I do to stay safe, right? Fine. But also it's like, you know, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to kind of uh, make it, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say that it, it should never be the kind of um, thing where you look at a woman who didn't cover up and say, well, why didn't you wear a subway shirt? Why didn't you wear something baggy over yeah. yourself? That's why you got ogled. That's why you got attacked. Why didn't you do it? Because I remember a time when I was getting ready to go out at a friend's house, and I was about twenty, twenty-one years old, right? And um, my friend's sister, who was about twenty-five, she was she put on this top. It was I think it was low cut or something like that. And because we were just trying things on to go out, and weren't even going on public transport or anything. And and the friend went, she went, oh, don't wear that. Look how tight it is on your boobs. You'll get attacked like that. And it just rolled off the tongue. Don't wear that. You'll get attacked. Like at 20 years old, you know what I mean? And it's not changed since that was, you know, I'm 44 years old. That is it was yeah. a long time ago. And it's still this kind of thing. It's literally the same thing. Wear this because there's less chances of you getting attacked. It just rolls off the tongue. It's something which is like, not that it's going to be your fault if you get attacked, because it's never anybody's fault, right? Uh, fully clothed people have got attacked before but um, it's just like the fact that this is a thing that we have to deal with like I, I it's normalize it's that how we think that that's how we think we need to I
1: mean that's why I don't like I don't wear clothes that I feel sexualized in out and about every day but I, I don't have an issue like I said wearing casual clothes which are like you know like, like this I wouldn't go out like this I don't have an issue but um, or wearing shorts or anything like that I think like like and I mentioned it earlier when Rami when when you know we couldn't hear you, but that the cultural thing in our society about modesty and as well for me plays a huge aspect in covering up wearing the right thing in the right place. Always that to me, like still, I don't care if I sound old fashioned or things like that wearing the right thing in the right place is important. You wouldn't go to church wearing xyz. You wouldn't go to a certain place wearing this. You know, you're going to, it's not okay to say I can wear what I want wherever I want whenever. I said there's rules sometimes. I and I feel like if we don't have those rules, we risk you no know, you risk like a free for all for everybody and all we're doing is attacking and saying all this stuff all the time and we shirk ourselves of all responsibility
0: i i i personally i think it it comes down to whether you yourself you will feel the vibes you will feel uncomfortable in certain things and i realize that myself what exactly what you're saying is when i was in egypt on my honeymoon and i was in sharam al-sheikh and i was literally practically like half naked as everybody was on the resort on the resort you're half naked we decided to walk down the street i don't know where we were going i still wore i was wearing a little tight t-shirt and hot pants I felt so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. As soon as we walked down the street from the resort, I thought, nah, you know what? I should not have worn this. should have worn some big kaftan thing over the top of it and stuff. I did not feel good at all. There were men, you know, in their traditional dress, which was basically like, you know, the long gowns. So the men are covered up themselves, like, you know, because that's yeah. traditional. I felt very out of place. I didn't feel comfortable. So I, I totally just agree. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, I... I'm just conscious of the time so I'm going to move on to the our second topic now and this one is about uh relationships and cheating and I was basically reading a newspaper article the other day where a former escort called Samantha X she shared some awkward conversations that she had with clients' wives and why they shouldn't uh, necessarily leave their cheating husbands and um you know it just made me think about uh things like You know, are there times when it's like we we can actually turn a blind eye to infidelity because everyone seems to think, yeah, it's definitely a deal breaker. What do you guys think? It's it's a really difficult one. Or is it not?
2: No, I mean, like even the the words you're saying, turning a blind eye to infidelity, I mean, just letting that sink in. It just doesn't really make sense to me. It's just I mean, there's so much context and, you know, it, oh my god I just found this article so like oh my Strange. god well thank you Samantha for letting us know you know I just I found it really annoying I found us really annoyed with her because I was just thinking you don't know women uh, uh, you know I mean I don't know I just felt did you like, feel like
1: using lots of swear words when you read it
2: like, I did I really did because I just thought <laughs> you know she's just saying it's okay Bennett you know um <laughs> just you know yeah it's not all about you it could just be that he's a little bit bored or it could just be you know I I just oh I just felt like it was Mm -hmm. I don't know it really annoyed me but but obviously turning a blind eye to infidelity me personally no I think it says a lot about your relationship and the state that it's in and I think the only one thing I probably agreed with it was that in some cases it it, it's a wake-up call right that that you could be blindly going on and carrying on in your relationship thinking la-di-da yeah things are great but actually you know if the other person and it doesn't always have to be the the husband the woman has sought sort of you know whatever out you know emotional um support or you know physical whatever outside it means there's something missing in your own relationship and you can look at that and if you can if you can sort of forgive the infidelity whatever and then move on then that's great for you personally but I don't know if I could it would take a lot of work and I just thought I think she just I don't know I feel like she just poo-pooed the whole thing like it isn't it isn't such a serious situation but it but it is right it, okay it is. It, is.
0: it is I mean the you know that I just started thinking about this and thinking I'm going to talk about this with you because I read that right but she's gonna say that because she's an been paid thousands of pounds as an escort that's her, uh, that was her actual job right for her aside right um and her rules of of why women shouldn't necessarily leave their cheating husbands i'm going to say what they are actually because they might you know it's not just about this woman but i'm just going to say wh- what they are just so that we kind of think okay this may be true in some cases so she thinks you shouldn't necessarily leave your cheating husband if you find out the cheating because number one um they may have made a stupid mistake uh, drunk or whatever two They don't want an affair. They just wanted a bit of escapism. Three, it's purely transactional. um, And sometimes, you know, relationships improve after someone has been caught cheating. This is this particular person's rules, right? I will just say, I do know people who are still together. They're going strong after one of them was caught cheating in some way. Um, And you're nodding your heads. Do you also know people like this? Lots. I, I actually don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I um. Mm. See, see, this go. is the thing, and this is why I think you know, because we necessarily think that's it, cheating. No, no. And I, and I've, I've always said, I've said to my husband, I made it clear, if I ever found out you cheated, you wouldn't even see me, mate. You would see dust because I would be gone <laughs> like this. You would see my dust. I won't be here. Goodbye. Good night. It's over. Right? Or else you'd be gone, you mean? Huh? <laughs> yeah, he'd be gone. Yeah. Well, he'd be gone because e- i kill you. Exactly. No, ex- no. Well, no, I wouldn't even <laughs> waste my time. <laughs> I wouldn't even waste my time. So, but that, and, 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 you know, between us and obviously the listeners, um, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I, I will, I know, I, you know, now at this age and having had three children and invested uh, over 20 years into this relationship and marriage, I do, there's a part of me that actually thinks, would I be gone like this? Would he just see dust? Would I be gone in a flash and be very quick to end it over that? Or is there a way back from this? You know, not that, oh yeah, blind eye, because I'm not one of them. But, and and th- and I don't tell my husband this part of it. And um, I don't think he listens to this podcast. So this is cool. Just don't tell him anybody. But, you know, um, maybe there is a, a way back. And like, you know, me and you get it. We do know people who've who found a way mm. back. But then I've yeah go on
1: yeah i have I've been in a relationship where I was cheated on many times, um and I've taken person back, um but I think you know that cultural upbringing I had a very traditional cultural upbringing where men do that and for the respect for the family and everybody you keep your mouth shut and you carry on and that was what we were taught. And in some, how do I say this without upsetting a lot of people? Um, I know of situations in so certain parts of our society or social circle where men have been told, don't worry, you get married. Just get married to whoever fits like the right thing. But don't worry, we'll make sure you get your fun. And this is being passed on from elders to like generations, Rummy the space. men below. I know exactly so you know in that kind of stuff like that kind of thing this is where like women go off to their kitty parties have a nice time and men do their thing over there and you don't that, blind eye gets turned because the women's every other need is looked after they have a respectable place in society they have children they have this they have they have everything but the men get to have their fun and the women can't complain because they've been given everything Mm. right i'm sure that so, happens i'm sure so uh, of course it 100%. happens and but but for me like once upon a time i was told that and you i like as much as it hurt me as much as it upset me or whatever like i i kind of let it go you don't forget it but you let it go and you deal with it and you just like whatever and then but now like and even in what happened to me? The whole sweet Bobby saga. You know when <clears throat> the 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 pain of being cheated on, the thought of being cheated on. Like I I would not ever, and I realized that then because that's when I started going insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't do it. I couldn't do it. The 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 things that for me, the things that when you especially when you've invested in somebody. So I think feel, feel totally the opposite of you in there. When you invested in somebody and you've done this, you've sacrificed this, you've done that, you've done that, all, all those things that you've shared and done with somebody. And then suddenly you realize this guy's going and doing that with somebody else. He's having a nice time with somebody else. What about that? He lied to me at that moment. He lied to me and I start, me, I start breaking everything down. So in mm-hmm. that moment, he was okay to lie to me. I asked him this question. So at that time he was doing, what about that money? I told him I needed money. He, But he spent that money on somebody else all that kind of stuff you can go mad you can go mad uh, yeah but i was going mad right i was constantly thinking how when how what i just could not do it he can get lost get lost i do not need that my peace of mind broken i'd rather you be out there i don't care what anyone says to me are you living with the man are you feeling the way you do if you're okay with your man cheating on you it's okay but I can't do it I yeah. just can't I'm, do it I'm with you I'm with you I couldn't do it I
2: I've been with SAP for 21 years this year and like maybe four more added
1: on top of that. yeah I was gonna say longer than that yeah because yeah wasn't
0: longer than that's longer than me yeah <laughs> 25 it, years it's silver anniversary mate of like being yeah. together yeah
1: silver silver <laughs> literally
2: silver <laughs> in my hair um I, I, I couldn't do it just I, and maybe because it's my kids have all grown up we're in a comfortable you know if they were like four two and one I don't I know maybe I'd might. feel differently I don't know I mean I think in the I think where I am now I'd be like no see you later mate I don't mm. I don't need anybody and I don't feel like I've seen marriages I haven't seen anyone I have don't know anyone cheating but I've seen people who are together for no other reason apart from to from their kids and apart from, um, you know, just what people will say and it's I just agree. easier to be together. And you just, you know, I look at these people and I just think that I wouldn't do that to myself. I wouldn't carry on. Feeling good at how you're describing, you know, all that questioning, all that, you know, I, I just couldn't do it. And it's not, it wouldn't be worth it. wouldn't be worth it i mean i think i would i would go out of my way to create an environment of my kids you know it's all open and fine and amicable and all that if i if i can get to that place you know um for the children and for you know because that person you can't Mm. if you have communication really difficult to cut them out of your life right because they're your the The father of your children, or whatever, yeah. but i i i don't think the re- i don't think i could continue in a relationship with I, them.
0: I, I, no. I think, I think, the way I see it is, and people that i've i've known who have come back from these things is like, if if you are honest with yourself, and and first of all, it depends on the context of what happened. Was this like a two year long affair that you were lying, 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 yeah. and all this? Like I tricked your receipts and figured it all out, and one of those kind of things. Or, you know, did you have a mistake? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't, you know, was was it kind of like not just about sex? Was it an emotional thing? Like what was it, right? Was it flirting? What was it? However, I think if you then, if you you think, you know what, every time that person leaves this house and they leave my site, I am thinking constantly, where are you going? Who are you seeing? I cannot trust you. And that is going to stay with you in the relationship. You can't get rid of it that's all you that will consume you then that will consume you and then you can't be in that relationship and I think I think it probably I think it maybe it will take work to get to that point where that is not a thought that consumes you all the time that trust and maybe you can rebuild the trust I don't know I don't know Um, you know if you can if you can rebuild the trust and then you're not thinking that all the time then only then you can move forward in that relationship unless you're one of those people who he lives here, I lives th- live there, we're in a marriage, we show up together to all the family things, we're, you know, good together, we're there for the kids and do you do your thing, I do my thing. I know people like that as well. And that's it, you but know, it yeah, works this, for them. Is that and I, but I know of like couples, so if that
1: happens and like I'm in the know and the wife isn't in the know and it seems to be that ignorance is bliss. Like I said, the man keeps her happy and he carries on doing his thing and it's like really awkward for anybody else who's in the know when we meet that person's wife, or with a woman, when we meet her well, boyfriend,
2: how horrible husband. is
1: that? I mean, I it feel it is, is a horrible position to be in. But you just like, I'd rather not get involved in the politics of somebody else's marriage. So you just like pretend you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's loads of people in that position who everyone knows except for the person's partner.
0: And, and, and a, like you said, sometimes they do know. Sometimes they but do it, know. They,
1: yeah, they turn a blind eye because everything else is okay in that relationship but I also think you know at the end of the day like if something like that happens whether it's a one-off or whatever it is for me it's like if the partner isn't sorry if the partner isn't like you know like maybe I'd give the partner a go like and say okay well let's see let's trial this let's see how it works but I need my space and if I you know in that space if you can't trust that person and I've had that situation so like at the end of the day I need my space I need to know that I can trust you I don't want all your passwords to everything I need the thing is for me I'm the per- kind of person I am is I'm quite open in a relationship like my phone's not on lock if my partner wants to go through my phone they can't I don't care they shouldn't need to but if they did there's nothing to find right so it's like what like I don't have an issue and I expect them to be the same with me, but it doesn't mean I'm going to go through their stuff. And I'd never I've never done that. I'd I'd feel uncomfortable picking up my partner's phone cuz he deserves that courtesy just like I do. Um but if they did like for me I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried and I shouldn't be worried about him either way. It should be really relaxed and that's how I feel relationships should be that Mm, respect is there but also that fearlessness of if I did do that there's not going to be anything there There's not going to be anything that makes me go what because he tells me where he goes if he's got female friends I know who they are they're my friends too I don't mind him going out with them because they I know and understand their relationship and if I've got male friends and I have a lot of male friends that people understand my relationship with my male friends and he and I make sure that they they're friends as well right so for me being that kind of person and not a secretive person, a person who compartmentalizes my my life even with my partner. Um, I would feel that that's totally broken me. Cause it's like I'm we're open. And the other thing is your partner's got to try if you want to try and make it up, your partner's got to make do the work to make it happen but you also then have to and even if you, though you haven't done anything wrong the thing is you still have to put a lot of energy yeah that you didn't need to mm-hmm. into trying to make that work and it's that kind of is that battle is it worth it or isn't it worth it and that's yeah, that for point, every individual need, to decide you need mediation
2: at that point right because you're you'd need you'd need outside help maybe you'd need counseling yeah. or you'd need you'd need all sorts of you know and then just I don't know. It's. I, I think I've read about you know the shame people feel as well with the wider family and admitting to your friends that your husband's cheated on you and and your family and stuff. It's so you're
1: made to feel like you you were the one that let them down and that's why they did that, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's a problem yeah, with exactly. you, which is that why. wrong thing. Yeah, it is a wrong I'm totally like, do not think that <laughs> mad me. If you think that was okay, screw you. You yeah. know, and I was saying that to people's faces, but not many
0: people. Lots of people wouldn't say that. No um, I'm just interested to know though um, like for you guys do you think it's worse if somebody has like if it's just like oh you know I had a drunken one night stand is that worse than you know maybe they didn't have sex with somebody but it's like a meeting somebody you know conversation spent time spent together like you're really loving the company of somebody and uh, opening up to somebody else and that emotional intimacy that sounds like falling in love Rena. i mean that yeah, is that's hurtful
1: worse. yeah that's like that's hurtful
2: yeah that's I, worse than it, a drunken one night stand i mean it's still bad both made and, me feel ill
0: to be honest <laughs> but yeah, yeah i was gonna
2: say both made me feel <laughs> a bit like oh. <laughs> yeah exactly but you know um For i mean maybe the, you can start to get your head around a drunken one night stand the, yeah the, but, but then pulling away somebody's pulling away from you on an emotional level because they feel they're not connected to you and they're looking for that somewhere else and they found it, that is that is worse, definitely.
1: I think I can understand where somebody's like, this isn't gonna sound and I'm not trying to justify anything, but I can understand if somebody's not feeling the physical needs being met that they've tried to explore it elsewhere because they feel like they didn't want to upset their partner by talking about it. And that's where I think, you know, when we were talking earlier about Maybe it opens up a conversation and can lead to, you know, like I want to do this or I want to try this or whatever, whatever they want to yeah. do, like that kind of thing. It might be just them being scared to ask and going off and trying something elsewhere. And the the other stupid stuff is, you know, like when when did you read in the article is that she said some guys like you know on holidays sometimes corporates pay for their hotel whatever's you know like their bosses will pay and say don't worry it's all right it's a perfect yeah, job you deserve kind of this. Thing. you've
0: worked really hard you deserve this come on enjoy it what the hell? I, I was
1: like what the you know
0: I mean I don't know anyone that's had that as a perk of a job but I can see strip clubs maybe like I think Obviously, now, if you're hiring an escort, that's one step further. But I can see, oh, yeah, come on, boys. We've had a really you can hard few t- yeah. weeks working on this deadline. Let's go to a strip club and have a lap dance and let off some steam. You know, I'm sure that that's actually quite common. And then it's one step further to be like, I'll oh, really splash and out and get you some escorts, boys.
1: But lots of wives and girlfriends know that their partner sometimes go. You know, you can be open enough to say yeah. to your partner, we're going to show it. I, I actually don't care about stuff like that. And yeah, Lots of us wouldn't I think between the three of us We'd probably be a bit more relaxed As long
0: as they're being open and honest Yeah If it was like If you're a comfortable if it's somebody, relationship if, if, you're, if you were broke as a family Because your husband had an addiction to, to strip clubs And blew your literal weekly food Monthly food budget on lap dances You would be a bit like What the hell are you <laughs> Do you know what We need to I talk I don't know like, about do know, going to a strip club And having a lap dance I know I know Even board. that is a bit like But you know, in my mind, it's like, oh, were you, this, you were just there as an observer Spectator. with your friends. Yes. <laughs> Did you go to have a nice time spectating? Like, do, do, you,
1: do you not recall, like, when we used to be in Birmingham, there were certain places that some of the other male students used to go to and then come back and say, we're all going there. Uh,
0: uh, I don't recall, just... but I can, you know, yeah.
1: I remember the name.
2: Do
0: you remember Yes, the name? you
1: remember the name, <laughs> yeah.
0: Something I to do with the, the mints. Mints and animals, no, no, it no, was 11? No. Not... Oh, was
1: yeah. it? Oh, I yeah. You remember,
0: like yeah, I remember hearing that name. And a lot of them used to
1: like go there and be like, Oh, we're going to the next 11 train we'd be like, Yeah, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. think it was like laughable because yeah. I think at that age it was like, you know, they felt like men going to places like that, and we'd just be like, Ha ha, funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's gonna look yeah. at you it's like yeah. you know
1: we felt like that didn't we i think
0: yeah Just, I but i think i think you know that that's obviously different i mean some people would even be like no you are not going there you're not going to look at anyone and all this kind of stuff um i i do i you know what you said to get us about the whole thing if you're not getting the intimacy sexual intimacy at home and then maybe you're going to go somewhere else and i think you know that is a conversation for a couple to have like maybe i don't know has it been like a decade and you haven't had sex and you're both not on the same page and maybe somebody wants to and you don't want to and what are they are supposed to do and you know what I mean like um it's an is, easy, is it, it yeah and and you know is that the benefit of there being escorts in the world I don't know you know I would never I, I don't think I would ever judge someone for number one being working in the sex industry and number two like you know it's there for a reason and I'm not saying oh it's great you know but I'm saying that people use Services of these people for a reason, and it could be a different, you know. I just think it's really difficult to be judgmental about, oh, you go to prostitutes, you know what I mean? Like, how do
1: you feel like our mums, like that generation, like turning a blind eye? I'm not saying like our our fathers did anything wrong or anything like that, but what I'm saying is, how do you feel Um, like, you know, our mums, I think all our mums would turn a blind eye to. Generally, stuff like that. If it had happened at one point in time in their lives, I'm not saying right now, but at one point in time oh. in their lives, they would have kind of turned, possibly turned a blind eye to it. I, and my h- mom ain't going to wouldn't have turned
0: a blind eye to anything personally. But, okay, but, good, but I think good. the generation before them, I think the generation before that, like my nanny's generation, you know, they came here, their husbands had been here for some time, possibly women and kids came over afterwards. You know, what were they doing for the two years? You know what I mean? it's like you obviously you get married to have that faithfulness and stuff but i think there was a lot of blind eye kind of thing and you know it's a man sometimes you maybe didn't even know this person depending on you might have got married to someone you didn't know very quickly then they soon went off to abroad for a couple of years still didn't see them didn't know them and then you came and you know what were they doing and i think um there's a there was a film that i watched ages ago called the brothers or something i don't know if you ever watched it british asian film and it was about this thing about how uh there's a, like a house full of um Ompuri was in the film actually it was a house full of um immigrant male immigrants from uh india pakistan and they came here and um some of them had wives back home and then there was this one scene and i was quite young watching this and i was like oh i was quite repulsed by it they hired this uh white prostitute who came to the house and she was in a room and then everybody had their turns and whatever and it was just like they were all looking forward to it and saved all their wages and all this kind of thing and you know it was a thing like I don't know how true that is of what happened or I don't know but do you know what I mean it's like I'm just saying that I think there was a lot of turning a blind eye then there was it's a lot of turning your blind
1: turning the blind eye you know there's lots of women talk about I know that my husband had kids outside of you know like I remember um, a woman that we met like I think I was 20 like 25 years ago and the girl used to be in my class and it was afterwards that I found out that she's like oh I've you know we found out my dad you know I've got a half sibling Gosh, you know and it's like and, and it's not and I just yesterday I was at a meeting and we were talking about this kind of stuff actually and she said you know I've got a half sibling who is exactly x amount Months younger than me. Yeah, I, and I you do. just think, you know, like that kind of stuff. And you, and you know, as a kid, you're working out what was my father doing or what was my mother You know, that kind of it's it's like a horrible feeling. Yeah, but you yeah. know, the parents turn a blind eye.
0: I I, I do know I do know people like that in in the South Asian community, Punjabi community as well. That that happened, you know, and that and they have siblings, and and outside of the marriage and that kind of thing, and even the parents, the grandparents. Oh, yeah. it's okay. You know, you married who we told you yeah. to marry. You're the, the, you're the legitimate children. and yeah, yeah. You know, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're just the yeah. randoms. Yeah, I know. But oh yeah, God. so lots, uh, I think, you know, this could be a full episode. There's obviously loads to talk about. And I'm <laughs> sure like we will it. come back to this uh, topic at some point in time because, yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, I'm uh, going to move on now to the saris saris taking over the red carpets once again and the reason i'm talking about this is because um of an article in the observer about firstly firstly a new london exhibition called the offbeat sari which is on at the design museum in london and um the whole article was also about how Dior showed off its autumn 2023 collection in Mumbai in March and there was loads of Indian inspired garments and also recently high profile celebs have worn saris on the red carpet and mm. you know some of them are like zendaya so she was at the uh Nita mukesh ambani cultural center opening in mumbai last month so she wore this uh, custom rahul mishra sari looked absolutely beautiful stunning um loads of pictures of her in it all over the internet uh Gigi hadid wore this uh, chicken kari sari in a jeweled blouse um by two Indian designers at the same event. And then Naomi Campbell, I don't know if you saw at the Met Gala, what she was wearing recently. So it was this like pink sari style gown and she looked amazing. And she has worn saris before in the past as well and looked like absolutely stunning in all of them. And then even Khan. So last year, Deepika Padukone, she made her Cannes debut in this stripy Sabja sari. And then she wore this really amazing uh, white one for the closing of it. It this, with, had this like pearl collar Um, And then also the Met Gala last year, there was socialite Natasha Punawala, she wore this gold sari. So it's kind of like, you know, we are seeing this more on the red carpets. Now, first of all, how do you feel about the non-Asian celebs wearing saris? Is it cultural appropriation or cultural appreciation? I personally I have never had
2: a problem with it even when like late earlier on you know when I don't know you couldn't even wear a bindi. Madonna and the bindis. I didn't I didn't really bother me because I just thought oh wow look at her wearing a bindi yeah it looks great and it's a it's about the bindi and it's about okay I, I wouldn't want if somebody's showcasing it and look at and and it's obviously in a positive light and it's like look I'm wearing a sari it's about from this Indian designer or whatever, that's all great, right? Because that's all sort of promotion, spotlight on all that kind of stuff. It's all good. If someone's wearing it, I don't know, in a negative way, yeah, obviously I wouldn't be happy with that. But I was never bothered by cultural appropriation. Just personally, I'm. Every, mm-hmm. you guys can be bothered by it, that's
1: fine. But I don't personally, I I ain't got the time. Are you bothered? And, uh, it's not about having you know. the time. I think... <laughs> About having the time, I think that that whole thing that happened in like early two thousands and the late nineties with Madonna and all that kind of stuff, and when Mendy and bindis became the craze and everyone was wearing them without understanding where they came from, what they were, it turned like the British Asian scene into. That's when the British Asian scene split because suddenly Bollywood became what like we are more than Bollywood, right? And I've yeah. I think I've spoken about this before. Suddenly, everyone who was not brown thought all brown people, that is what you are. Bindi's and Mendi, and, you know, we are much more than that. And it became a fashionable thing. And it it changed the course of where development of the Asian arts in the UK as a UK thing was going, because it just kind of went a bit backwards. Um, so in that those kinds of situations, things are different. And I think, but but what you're saying there is, um it's right, if somebody's wearing something in the right place, right time, whatever, but... And to recognise what it stands for, what it is, um, I think it's important. And I think it's important that you know the West don't necessarily dis- necessarily dictate what global fashion should look like. Yeah. I I you know I don't I don't think. Um, so the Dior we're talking about Dior, and like when they first started working on their collection, they were putting like little videos out of like work being done in india on on those pieces and i remember i'd send them because my marsy loves doing a lot of that my mom and my her sisters when they were younger they used to sit and do that themselves nice to keep sending a clip and she'd be like we've done that bodh kita, bodh kita. we've done that bodh kita. she kept doing yeah, that and I kept exactly. sending them like i was sending like like have a look bodh kita. you know so it's like for them it's nothing it's like yeah. we've been there done that but it it takes um you know it it just shows that we've had that we have a super, like what we can call ourselves superior in certain things you know we can lead the way in global something and i think that's really really important to recognize and if the west can take on that i think it's it's a it's a good thing um in that sense if if we're getting the recognition as the east leading the way sometimes
0: and and that's why it's so nice to see people like Deepika Padukone who have rocked the sari at like an international event in Cannes and, you know, because I think a lot of uh, Bollywood celebs, you know, for IFAs and things like that, a lot of them choose to wear like strapless gowns and this kind of thing, which is fine, you know, you can wear what you want, it's fashion, have fun with it and stuff um and then you'll get like people like Rikar, who is an uh, iconic ganjivaram sari with everything mm. traditional you know Gajara and whatever um but I, I i do feel like despite this thing of like you know okay people stars choosing to wear like strapless gowns instead of lengas and saris a lot of the time i feel like as like brown people south asian people i think that our culture is still very much like alive and kicking like we d- you know what i mean it's we embrace everything that is to embrace about it like the food the fashion uh the entertainment industry the language and everything like i don't think it's in any danger of that going away but what i was was gonna ask though is like this whole like why aren't we wearing salwar kameez and rocking them in our everyday lives because we don't do or do you or do you
1: i do i do if i'm happy doing it
0: yeah but you're not wearing one now are
2: you well, no, I'm not wearing one now, but I was. There's no, I have no qualms about. Yeah. If I was, I don't know. If I, during a wedding, if I have to pop into town, or I'm not one of those people. I know a lot of people who, would not be seen dead at the school gates, and and their moms were, you know, wearing a, I don't know, a gamis, and and their kids are just going, no, mummy, why are you wearing that? No, really? my kids wouldn't do that, and they've seen me in them enough, and I wouldn't care. And normally, a lot of the time, all you get is lots of compliments.
1: Yeah. Um, right. And actually,
2: this happened to me just the other day, you know, was going to a wedding, completely dolled up and uh, needed to go to the cash point. So, you yeah, know, rocking to Asda. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, and my dad was like, should I park up really close? You know, and I was just like, well, yeah, because I've got these, like, four-foot heels on. But I wasn't worried about the outfit. What you look like, yeah. What I look like. And, you know, actually – No one's ever looked at me and gone, oh, my God, what the hell are you wearing? It's always like, oh, wow, you look beautiful or, you know, whatever. And I love your outfit and all that. So I have no – I don't have any problems with it. I do actually – I have actually pulled out some of my older saris. And I've got a sari I want to buy, actually. But I wouldn't have done that a few years ago just because they're such a faff. Um, But I – but I like, well, they are when you've got kids hanging off you. So there was a period where I just did yeah, not Yeah, I home. understand that, but yeah. And now I'm, yeah, I'm, I've am i got mm-hmm. my eye on a few saris for an upcoming wedding. So I'm really looking forward to rocking it again. And, and I also have got over the fact that I can wear saris that are proper full tide, right? I'm doing this. I'm doing the action because I can do, just do it quickly. But I also like the fact that you can just get those bad boys sewn in <laughs> and they're yeah, just...
1: Yeah. Done and I think it is important that we well. do know how to tie one still. And oh, it, yeah. this is a contemporary exhibition, right? Where they've got all of the stuff, and it's its its not about the history of the sari and the cloth or anything. This is a contemporary exhibition, and you know, it, and it's making headlines everywhere mm. globally. You know, it was on the news the other night. It was. We it, should go. Exactly it right. looks yeah, good. I was going to say exactly the same. We it should go and good. have a look. Yeah, and and um, so you know, it's really important. But at we the same time
2: wearing a sari on the oh tube oh my god i've done
1: that yes. i've done do it i've done that Ooh. i have done so i have done that i do not got no issues like even I at uni i used to wear kameez yeah. on campus right yeah. i didn't give a donkey monkeys about whatever anyone's like said i don't to think me.
0: but i i think the three of us don't have never done that you i know you got you two i remember both wore a sari on the graduation wall I was going to say that. Remember, wore, you oh,
1: you, oh, yeah. you, I wore the black one, my black one, the plain one. Wore and a you wore white the one. white
0: one. Yeah. yeah, you wore yeah. the white one. You and know, there was. Yeah. I've, I've worn a sari you know, to balls. I think, because I, I, I remember that at uni, even we, I went to the optics balls. I don't know what I was doing there because I wasn't doing optics. Eyeball, but eyeball, oh, I was wearing eyeball, a, yeah. yeah, eyeball, yeah. And wore a blue sari and thought I was like Shuri Devi from um, Mr. India, rolling around in hay or something. So, you know, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I feel like we don't, we don't, we're not the ones who are like, oh, no, 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 I can't be seen. I mean, I will, you know, in everyday life, you know, sometimes I'll pull out a kurta or whatever. Like, you know, like I, I've i stopped my Bharatanatyam lessons at the moment, but on Sundays, when I did Bharatanatyam lessons um, up until very recently, I would uh, wear like a kurta and pajama to do it, you know, and then I would just keep that on and the children would be like, oh, mummy, you look so nice or whatever, you know. So I think that it's not like it's a source of pride and and I don't know like a lot of people don't like doing this but I will mix things up as well so I will be that person who will wear jumke with like jeans or like yeah the Punjabi jutti with jeans and things like that like I, I quite like I used to, to do that
1: yeah I went through a phase I bought loads there used to be a shop a new shop that opened which, which is a chain and I bought loads of things in the sale and I used to wear like my mojir to every like w- at work with whatever it were different colour pair yeah. of module to it because they were flat comfortable whatever yes. and i had to be on my feet sometimes and i'd wear them to work and be like oh my god they're quite cool i'm like yeah they are aren't they but <laughs> it, it's that kind of thing but even i what i find really sad like we we're talking about all of this but you know being comfortable wearing what i wear and i remember rumi during your wedding period i was wearing one day before i was in Savarka, and me stuck it on my denim jacket to go somewhere to do something and so i've always been comfortable and this that's a sort of younger crowd who think they're all cool and doing all stuff like that it's like mate been there done that you're not that cool we, you know it's like that do you know what I'm saying when they come like it's like it's alright I can yeah. pull that off now too but we did it 20 years ago 25-30 years ago but it's not just that I go like when it comes to serious events so I go a lot to like parliament and stuff like that and whatever and you know a lot of the time there might be special events for Visaki or Diwali and things like that and I find our community will turn up there in their suits or a dress or whatever and I will still go in a form of silvarkumis. And you know, and I was Vasaki recently at Parliament and I wore like a like a um a Sharara thing, you know, like a cat like Smart casual Shirara thing Because I was like For me it's important If I'm there for that reason I have my I that. At that point At yeah. some point I'm going to wear A chunni on my head Whereas everybody else Is then struggling With like to oh, find I, stuff, my chunni, yeah. I need a scarf Or and tying handkerchiefs Around the head You know it's, Be respectful To uh, What you're there for The reason you're there for it. There's uh, yeah. nothing wrong With wearing a salwar kameez In parliament And I used to rock up At work in my salwar kameez As well I didn't
0: You know It's fine yeah. I, I I really like that And the fact that You wore that there And I I, I feel like sometimes there's in life and things that you go to events, you feel this inner thing of, oh, I want to represent. You know what I mean? I want to kind of embody this thing. And like, because I, I felt like that when I went to the royal wedding, because um, I was my dad's plus one basically for Harry and Meghan's wedding. And um I was like, everyone was like, what are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? And I was just like, it's just like non-negotiable i'm wearing a sari obviously like i don't know like it was just like a so such an obvious thing no i'm I'm wearing my sari and when i went there like i felt so good that day so i wore like this bright pink sari with like a bright green blouse and it had like green and mirror work on the on the borders and everything um and then i had like this green fascinator thing to go with it yeah and I just felt so good there. And I took the tube there and everything in the train. And I, I had so many compliments from people on that sari. And I, I did so- see some other Indian people there. And most of them were wearing, like, Western wear and stuff. I don't know. Like, I just feel like, for me, it was the right thing right. to wear on that day. Like, I really, you know, when you just feel it, you just feel like, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm feeling like this look is just, like... This whole vibe, I'm loving it right now. Um,
1: but when it's your own, but this is the thing, but when it's your own thing being celebrated, so we go to parliament or you go to wherever you go, whatever you know, industry event it is, but they're celebrating Diwali or they're celebrating Bandichor, they're celebrating um, Vasaki or whatever it might be, and then our own community rock up in like trousers and stuff, and it's like, yeah, but they why. They- I know. I get. I get what you're but saying. But what I'm saying is, like, why? You know, at the end of the day, why can't we be proud enough to even wear the right thing at the right time? No, I, I, that, my that
2: own, thing. my own first cousins wouldn't do it. They wouldn't wear. They were like, they'd say, "Oh my God, are you going to go pick up V at the gates like that?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. I like, oh, really? So uh, then then they wouldn't wear traditional. Yeah. So they're not gonna. Yeah. They, 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 they can't get past it, and it's just like, "Oh, can't be bothered me," <laughs> so, you know. But um, I think people just. I think people should just feel comfortable in whatever they're wearing. And, they, and and look, if they're not turning up for these events in their national, you know, in their sort of in their traditional clothes, that's fine. But the people like you, you are, you're doing it, you're rocking it, you're it's leading not- the way. Somebody, <clears throat> five, ten people might have looked at you and said, oh, she's wearing a kameez, you know, good
1: for her. You know what? Next time I might that's- do that. Or not. Yeah, but no, that's fine. Yeah. But that's not what happens. They, the funny thing is, when you go to these events, and this is the other thing I was going to say, is it's when your own community look back and do the opposite at you and go, "She's a bit backward." Oh well, yeah, that's that's so that's my that's that was the point I was going to come to because then they go, "Oh, you know, she must be a bit." Like, you know, she's not with it. Because they feel like to, if turning up to that event... She's where, not with
2: where... it. <laughs> okay, just judge me by my survival commutes.
1: But do you see what I mean? But it's sad that our own community does that. To our own community, yeah. To your, your own, lobby. that's my point, and it's like it makes me laugh. I've got no issues with it. I don't have issues with people wearing whatever. But when your own people, like when the, when the people at that event who aren't sick or whatever, going, oh my god, it's really nice that you wore that. I should have worn it too, or worn something or made an effort too. And then your own community come back and going, oh, you know, no Southall the curry, you know, whatever that, you know, that kind of, you know, you must be a bit backward um it's like really (laughs) mate
0: just it's crazy Mm, that is a little bit crazy yeah no i i think it's i think it's good um and i i personally think like i feel like my saris i have a lot of them tell stories like they're quite iconic for me in a way like my own saris in terms of that one that i told you about the royal wedding one and then i've got this green one which is like you know I, i wore it to compare this event for india's and pakistan's independence day which was celebrated at this event that my dad organised together. So the, my okay. co-host, she wore a cut orange uh, salwar kameez to represent like uh, the orange on the Indian flag. And I had like the green to for the Pakistani flag. And you know what I mean? It's like, it was a real, you can make a statement with things like that. And it was just such a nice, like that memory of wearing that thing. And, you know, I've got some of my bibi saris and that holds a special... You know, I always talk about yeah, this. Exactly. They have a special we memory. Say, like my
1: mum's sorry. Exactly. That a they, moms. They,
0: it's and a story behind it sometimes. And, you know, I've got this red saree that I rock out at Karvachat. And when I put it on at Karvachat and I was going to uh, this Panditji's house for this puja with these other ladies, some lady, and she was actually a Muslim lady with her job and everything. And she knew it was Karvachat. She stopped the car in the middle of the street and went, op- rolled a window down as I was getting out of my car. and went, you're looking very sundar today. And I was like... <laughs> I know. So who's sorry now? haha <laughs> Thought I'd throw that in before we go. <laughs> you have to get that in there again. I had to get that. I love.
2: I loved Anita Rani. Sorry on the coronation. Yes. Yeah. So this
0: amazing. is another thing. And this, I forgot to mention her. That is another thing. I loved it. She's wearing it with Doc Martens. You know, got I that comfort the level of, in yeah. the color of, of it. And, it yeah, good. and on a, such a like a, you know, such a special iconic event, occasion. In, iconic occasion yeah. in this country. So she um looked amazing um but yeah so uh thank you ladies uh we have come to the end of this lunchtime live uh thank you for listening make sure that you have subscribed i will say that because you just don't want to ever miss an episode and please share this with at least two other people make sure you're following me on instagram at sisterhood of mummy imperfect or at rena deanna and check out the mummy imperfect facebook page too from us, that's all for now. Until next week, peace out, Bernie. Bye. Bye. Bye.